What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bath. Today, we got a lot to discuss. We're opening up the rumor mill, gonna talk about everything that we've heard out there. Bo Bichette to the Cubs, Dylan Cease to the Braves, Trout and Otani to the Dodgers. We're gonna discuss all of those, whether we think they're gonna happen, how likely they are to happen. Also, some Shohei Otani news and where we might see him end up. We got a lot to discuss, including Thanksgiving. We haven't talked since then. So without further ado, let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And gone. What a game. What a moment. We are back, my friends, after a week of Thanksgiving, and I went home. Alex technically went home, but her home's here. What do you mean? I went back to Virginia. Welcome to Virginia. my home. <laughs> you live in my um, home now. But yeah, there was a lot that happened. We're going to talk all about it, but I just got back uh, yesterday from Virginia. Yeah. It was a good trip home for Thanksgiving. And uh, a lot happened. How was your Thanksgiving, Alex? I mean, my Thanksgiving's crazy because the whole Curry family is like born and raised in Manhattan, Manhattan Beach, LA. So everyone's here. So my mom, yeah. this was actually a small Thanksgiving. We had 35. This is small? We had 35 people at my mom's house. Um, and my mom's a chef. There's my mom. Sister's a chef. So it's like full buffet style, like so much fun. And it's Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving night. We do a curry pickleball tournament on Friday and Monte Cristo. So it was like nonstop awesome family. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I so I went he, to, you still have to come over, by the way. You still haven't come to Curry Farms yet and have my mom cook for you. She's what been is asking Curry it. Farms? My mom built our house to look like a farmhouse, so it's just always been called Curry Farms. She's been asking to have me she over. Has. You've yeah. never invited me. <laughs> I've never been, been invited. Why are you going to bring Ben over? Mama okay, so Curry, this is my I have never invitation. been invited until right now. Okay, That's my why fault. I have not been My over. fault. But yes, Mama Curry wants you to come over. Um, yours looked incredible, and I'm. I love that you still have your grandfather. This is our first yes. Thanksgiving without any grandparents, but it's just so special to see when you have three generations at your Thanksgiving. Yeah, I still have my Four. dad's dad and my mom's mom are ah, still alive. Here's so a lucky. photo. Uh, if you're watching, you can see it. This is with me, my grandpa, and my dad. My grandpa served in World War II, um, still alive, still kicking. He's awesome, a great sense of humor. Ah. Saw him, posted this photo about three generations of Verlanders. Um, saw my grandma as well when I went back home. It was just a lot of fun. I did a lot of stuff. You I always played feel like, in. Yeah. A how'd you do? Like I, a football so attorney? I've, every year for yeah. like the past decade. Well, I, I'm not always home, so yeah. I've missed like the last few. But there's this like we call it the Turkey Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Football game. About 15 to 20 of us all get together and play like a two-hand touch football game. But man, are we getting old? This game. Well, you don't work out. This like game. Ten, what do you oh, I don't work out. You, Guess you who scored golf. three touchdowns in the game? Okay. Wide receiver. I just yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I can't throw a football to save my life. Okay. That's uh, fair. Three touchdowns in the game. Two extra points. All I did was score. That's okay. all I do. All right. Um, didn't tear anything. All I do was win. win. Didn't okay. tear anything. That's, didn't pull anything. That's the number one goal. There was one torn Achilles that took place in the game. No. Shout out George. Sorry no. about your Achilles. Uh, yeah, it was a oh. lot. It was a lot, but. Uh, that was fun. Played some golf. Played some like board games with family. Great Thanksgiving meal. Good stuff. Great stuff. Welcome stuff back. Happened. Thank you. And then we got to get you to Curry Farm. So that's like top of the list. Uncle Jim says hi too because he was with us. All right, but let's get to it because we haven't been here for about a week. And since then, we've had some big arms land in some big yeah. spots. But our first name 
is just going back home. Aaron Nola re-signing with the Phillies. Yeah, I like this. Uh, 172 for seven years for Aaron Nola going back to Philly. Look, this is this one is simple to me. Made sense. The, the guy loves pitching in Philly. Yeah. They needed an arm. He was just like it just it made too much sense. It makes it a lot of sense. Uh, I I do think he's taking a bit of a a discount to play there. And, and look, but like hometown discounts are like pretty common if you want to go there. Yes. I'm all, I'm not always on board with hometown discounts. Okay. I, look, these teams have no loyalty to you. If you're if you're good. But he feels that. I and mean, in Philly, I feel like that's different because like the fa- you are like a part of that city and that family and like I just seeing what it is being there and wanting to be a part of that. Seven years knowing that that's probably where you're going to finish your career is like Finition. that's special. You can't put a price on that. Yeah, you can. No, he did right there. Yeah, he did. You're he right. Did. So he made that decision. But yeah. I, in 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 theory, and I'm, he made this decision to sign there. I like it. He's getting paid. But in theory, the thought of people saying, "Well, he should take less money to play there," I don't like. I'm not saying this is that situation. But if a team wants a player, pay pay what he's worth yeah. to get. And anyway, this is a good deal um, for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Really good Great year deal. two years ago. Last year, it's just. I don't know. Nola's like very hit or miss. And in the playoffs, he's been very hit. I, he got paid $172 million in seven years because of how well he did in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, he's a, been a big game playoff pitcher. Really good for the Phillies. They needed another arm badly. And now they fill in right where they left off with Aaron Nola. There. It's a great deal for each other. They needed each other. Yeah. This was the perfect match. That's a couple. Zach Wheeler, I think, took a, a, a Philly discount, if you will. Nola does it a little it's bit. It's the culture. And I get it. We've been there. And they've almost been there. They've, like, just been on the cusp of it the last couple of years. It's like, if you feel like you're almost there and you want to be a part of that team that finally gets there, I feel like that's also a selling point. I, I think it's the baseball It's the baseball city that feels the closest as a fan base to, like, a college football yeah. type atmosphere. Like, yeah. the way they rallied around Trey Turner, how loud they are, it's a party. Yeah. Like, m- most professional sports, really. You look at the, the atmospheres are just different than... Like college sports, just because mm-hmm. of the nature of you know being it's like, there. It's like a religious experience for college right. sports, and it feels like that with Philly it in does. terms of how they root for their teams, how it they does. root for the Phillies, and uh, clearly players want to be a part of that. And just Aaron Nola will be a part of it for at least the next seven years. That's awesome. Well, another arm that made a move, Kenta Maeda to the Tigers. What do you think about that? I like it. Okay, because I like the Tigers, and I, I want do. them to start doing some things. Two years. 24 million. Um, Maeda's a, Maeda is a vital piece to a rotation, in my opinion, that is very young, very talented, very inexperienced, and has a lot of, there's just a lot of question marks with, with the Tigers and their rotation, with Casey Mize coming off of an injury, uh, like uh, Fiedo, all of these injuries they're dealing with, but they're all young, and it appears like, wow, this rotation has the potential to be very, very good for a long time. Tarek Skubal is in that group as well. Well, Kenta Maeda adds a veteran presence to that rotation that I think is super important. They've had it with Eduardo Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. but Eduardo Rodriguez is probably going to sign somewhere else. So bring in another veteran, a guy that can help lead that staff, a guy that can give you some innings, uh, two-year deal. You're not breaking the bank for him, $12 million a year. I'm glad to finally see the Tigers start putting some money into this roster for so long. It's just been, well, trust me, the pitchers are close. We got this guy, Casey Mize. We have Tarek Skubal. We have Matt Manning. We have Alex Fiedo. We have all these guys. Trust us. 
Okay, then they come up, and the team's still not very good. Trust us, the offense is coming. Spencer yeah. Torkelson, Riley Green. Okay, now they're here. Now what? Now you add. You have to start adding. And it failed miserably with, with Javier Baez. I, there's not much more you can say about yeah. that deal and that contract. That, that set the organization back, and they're going to have to deal with that now for a few more years because, of course, he didn't opt out. He opted into that contract. So add some pieces around a young core and then go from there. But glad to see the Tigers spending. All right, we got another move as of this morning. Uh, Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I, I do. Sonny Gray was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year, and he's getting $75 million over the course of three years. Big-time money for mm -hmm. a guy that um, pitched, look, was in Cy Young contention last year for all, all year, really. Again, one of the best pitchers in baseball. The Cardinals set out with a goal. Their goal as stated, was we want to sign three pitchers. Yeah. They've already done that. Yep. Their three pitchers are done. They're signed. They've completely revamped their, their rotation. You get Sonny Gray. You get Lance Lynn. You get Kyle Gibson. And next thing you know, you have a rotation of Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and mm -hmm. Steven Matz. That is old as shit, this rotation. <laughs> but... Yeah. It is a lot better than it was last year. They do have some talent. Uh, I like the, I really like the addition of Sonny Gray. Uh, just a lot more depth now. They needed pitching. They went out and got pitching. So I'm not going to knock it. Yes, it's an old rotation, but these guys aren't signed for 10 years. They're signed for the next couple of years, and hopefully they can be really good for you. I, I, I really like the addition of Sonny Gray. Yeah, no, that was huge. So, okay, we just went through a, a couple of the big names that – found their new homes for next season. But there's still a lot of free agents out on the market. So we're going to have this new segment called the Rumor Mill Roundup, where we're just going to talk about the biggest names, the biggest rumors that are out there that we're seeing on. A lot Alex. of rumors. We're seeing a lot of rumors on social media. So we're going to go through the names, where they're rumored to be landing, and then Ben's going to give us his 1 through 10, how likely he thinks they're going to end up on this team. So let's okay. get started with our first one. Okay. Bo Bichette to the Cubs. Yeah, this has been uh, this one's been out there for about a week now. Yeah. Some pretty big news that the Cubs are are looking to uh, or potentially trading for Bo Bichette. That is out there. So here's my thoughts about this. If you're the Blue Jays, right, the current holder, if you will, of Bo Bichette, um, the home. <laughs> how how does this make sense exactly, right? So you, you want to talk about this team and how they're going to sign their guy. You, you still have Vladdy. You still have Bo that need contracts. Okay, but then you, you're clearly a team that's ready to be competitive and mm -hmm. wants to be right now. They're also a team that is and wants to be in on Shohei Otani. So where does this make sense if you're a team that you, you can't just get rid of Bo <coughs> and then expect... Otani to come you know like if that's your plan of clearing space for Otani well he ain't gonna sign there without the best player on your team if mm -hmm. Bo Bichette's going elsewhere so for the Blue Jays it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me from a Cubs perspective it really does what would happen is they would move him over to third base so you'd have Dansby at shortstop Bo Bichette over at third base a really good fit the guy gets around 200 hits 
every year, slightly below. I learned that from baseball ref from um, what Immaculate Grid <coughs> earlier this year when you had 200 plus hits for Blue Jays. Bo Bichette's not on the list. I could have sworn Bo Bichette's had over 200 hits in the season, but he's just under that. But he comes close every year. Guy hits 300. He rakes. Makes a ton of sense. <coughs> For the Chicago Cubs. Alex is dying over there, <laughs> coughing up a storm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I swallowed the wrong way, you guys. I'm trying not to cry. I'm sorry. You're doing great. Keep it going. <laughs> you're, doing <great. laughs> you're doing great. Keep on keep going, going for as long as you possibly <laughs> yes, can. I keep talking. Um, so, yes, Dansby is shortstop, Bo over at third. That's a lot of hits from the left side of your infield. That makes a ton of sense. I just don't foresee the Blue Jays. A lot, making that trade. I, I just don't. I don't see what you get from the Cubs right now that makes you ultra competitive, which the Blue Jays are ready to be competitive right now. So, Alex? One to ten. One to ten. My rating of what I could see happening here, I think this is a three. I, it makes sense from the Cubs' perspective. I could absolutely see them doing it. It doesn't make sense to me from the Blue Jays' perspective. I don't think they do that, which means I don't think this deal happens. A three out of 10, though, I'll give it a 30% chance. It does make sense in some areas. On to our next rumor mill. Okay. Cody Bellinger to the Yankees. Uh, How likely is this rumor? So, rumors are swirling out there. This yes, one, they are. a lot of people have heard. But the Yankees have touched base. That's what we know for sure. They okay. have reached out uh, to Cody Bellinger and co. Cody and company. Mm, got you it. You know? To his it? camp about potentially signing. This this makes a lot of sense. It does. With the Cubs last year, had a resurgence, a bounce back year, uh, really phenomenal year. So so now what? Well, I think there's two players here. The Cubs, mm -hmm. who just had him. I think he loved playing there. I think he would like to re-sign there. And they need him. Yeah. He's a, a great fit in that lineup, an up-and-coming lineup, a team that's trying to turn the corner. He was a huge piece for them this year and a real big reason. They're not even close to playoff contention if it wasn't for Cody Bellinger. Not in even the year close. He had. And guess what? They still need him. The Cubs need Cody Bellinger. You know who also needs Cody Bellinger? The New York Yankees. Mm -hmm. Really badly. They so badly need a left-handed bat that has some power, that can hit for average, that plays good defense, it just makes so much sense. So this tweet, he would be a really good fit. I don't know how many big moves they really have in them, and the pitching needs to be addressed. That was C.J. Nikowski on how the Yankees could be a home for Cody Bellinger. It's, it's a fit. You know what this feels like to me? Yeah. <clears throat> this feels like last offseason when Trey Turner to the Phillies just seemed like it was going to happen. And it did. Like it was the thing that needed to happen. Yeah. And it made sense from day one. This feels like that but yeah. there is that other player involved Cody Bellinger or the Cubs where I could foresee him landing as well I think it's a two-team race I could be wrong but Alex I will give this an eight an eight out of ten it's also Cody Bellinger just ends up with the Yankees you have to think about it right because Cody Bellinger is probably the the second biggest contract in free agency right now Shohei Otani is going to be the biggest contract during this free agency but trade rumors have Cody Bellinger at about 12 years 264 million dollars so who's going to be able to afford that contract because we know you mentioned the Cubs probably still want him back but they've been in the conversations to go for Shohei Otani so are they going to go for both contracts no, yeah, or do the Yankees go really hard in the paint knowing that the Cubs are trying to go for Shohei Otani and can the Yankees afford that contract? I, I will say this. I'll say this. The Yankees of old Cody Bellinger is in that starting lineup. 
for the 2024 New York Yankees. But this ain't George Steinbrenner's New York Yankees. This is Hal Steinbrenner's New York Yankees, and I don't trust what he's doing with this team, and I don't trust what he's done over the last decade with this team, and I don't trust that he's going to make the obvious move of signing <coughs> Cody Bellinger. It has to get done. I don't know if it will. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, but he needs to be on that team. George Steinbrenner would have gotten it done. All right, let's move on to our next rumor mill. Dylan Cease to the Braves. Oh, rumors are a-swirling. Alex, there's a few with Dylan Cease to the Braves, to yep. the Dodgers. Uh, he would be a trade, mm -hmm. by the way, but it is out there, and the White Sox have said that they are listening on everybody. Anybody and everybody could be out the door with the White Sox. It could even be Jason Benetti, the, the announcer. He's out the door now. He's with the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> by the way, he's coming on the show this week. He'll be on, on cool. Thursday to talk all about everything that happened, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Dylan Cease to the Braves is our rumor mill. Um... Okay, so one factor here is that, as I mentioned, it would need to be a trade. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to be a free agent signing. This needs to be a trade. The Braves are a good fit, I think, because, well, one, they've been trading away pitchers and pieces for what feels to be opening up cap space, right? A lot of the trades that the Braves have made haven't made a ton of sense. They get rid of Mike Soroka, Kyle Wright, I know... Past injuries, a lot of injury concerns there. But pitchers that have showed uh, promise in the big leagues are, are now out the door. Um, Nicky Lopez trade as well was, was an interesting one. So there's just a lot to me that hasn't really made a ton of sense for the Braves, other than if you look at the fact that they're clearly creating space. Now, what does that mean? Well, I think they're going to add, and it's just a matter of what. And then we hear that Dylan sees to the Braves. Could be a possibility. Bob Nightingale tweeted, Atlanta has joined the Dodgers and several others who are engaged in trade talks with the Chicago White Sox for ace Dylan Cease. Now, the wording there is important. They are engaged mm -hmm. with the White Sox <clears throat> in a trade for Dylan Cease. So the, the conversations have started, and it makes a lot of sense to me. The Braves, I think the Braves need, I think the Braves need another pitcher. This is an ace of the staff kind of guy. He's got Cy Young type stuff. Dylan Cease to the Braves. I'm going to give it, Alex, just under a 50%. I'm going to give it a okay. four. Four out of 10. I could, I could definitely see it happening. Do I think it's likely? No. Would I be shocked? No. And where does that end you? With a four. Well, the thing is, is like up until today, Sonny Gray was also being rumored to go to the Braves. So it really sounds like the Braves are being aggressive. They're having conversations. If all of these rumors are coming out, that they're in the conversation with these big name arms. So that's a yeah. positive. There's a lot of positive. Look, yeah. Braves are also players for Shohei Otani. I'll yeah. say that. Oh. I don't know. If, you know, I, I do, they're, they're a great fit. They are a great fit. They are. Let's, so something will let's feed happen. off of that. Something is going Something's to happen. Something's definitely going to happen. With, with, with the Atlanta Braves. It's going to be, I do think they're going to make a big splash. I think they, they, their, their willingness to spend is there. I think they're ready. I, I don't know whether it's going to be Dylan Cease via a trade or whether it's going to be like a Tyler Glasnow type arm, but they're in the market for a big arm. And everybody's, you know, there's 10 teams that are in the market for Shohei and they're a team that's a good fit. Speaking of Shohei Otani. Let's get to our biggest rumor of the offseason so far. Because if this was pulled off, this would probably be the greatest offseason of all time. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout to the Dodgers. This 
Look, let me just preface it. We aren't making up these rumors. No. These are real out there in the universe, things that have been talked about by baseball insiders of things that could happen. So this one, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout to the Dodgers. This was Hector Gomez. Source, the Dodgers will be very aggressive looking to sign the two-way superstar Shohei Otani, which... I have mentioned multiple times, I do believe is the Same. most likely outcome. I have also said that. We were in the and same age. get the 11-time mm. all-star center fielder Mike Trout via a trade. <laughs> they are willing to give up their best prospects in exchange for landing Mike Trout. So could we see the Dodgers with both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the team? This would be the potential Dodgers lineup if, if this were to happen. Just... Just listen to Oof. Mookie Betts, Freddie <clears throat> Freeman, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, <laughs> Will Smith, Max Muncy, <laughs> James Allen, Gavin. This is Allen, an all-star team lineup. It that is, is an all-star team lineup. lineup. Let me, uh, so here's what I think. One out of ten, does Shohei Otani <clears throat> and Mike Trout both end up on the Dodgers? I will give it a one. Give me a break. This ain't happening. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Both of them going to the Dodgers. There's not a world. I will go on record, and if it happens, take this video and put it out in the world and say, Ben is such an idiot. He did it again. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Th these two are not going to both end up with the Dodgers. Well, let me tell you, it, it, I, it was a show where we shared the news that the Angels were open and willing to listen to trade conversations if trout wanted it right and i said yes. what if planted planted the seed then what if both mike trout and shohei otani ended up in la with the dodgers now the reason i do not see this ever happening is because Artie moreno is not gonna let his two greatest players that he just had over the last decade go to his crosstown rivals right up the freeway to the Dodgers. Do I think it would be smart for Artie to do so and completely revamp his farm system? Yeah, because you don't have anything. You got to do something. This would be for you on a silver platter, but I do not think it's going to happen because his like heart and soul wouldn't allow his two greatest players to go to his crosstown rivals. Well, he does not have the ability to block Shohei from going there. No, 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 Shohei no. He is, going. is now free agent. He and is going. If this but question, like, if both went. If this question if were went. Shohei to the Dodgers, I'm probably giving it an eight or a nine. Yeah. But both of them, come on, give me a break. I do also think if Mike Trout goes anywhere, yeah. it's Philly. I, I don't think there's a world in which he's playing. I, Philly, yeah. I would say Philly or Yankees just because of, like, those were his two favorite teams growing yeah, he's up. Yeah, well, he's a Philly. Like, the he's Phillies a Philly are, guy. like, I could... Yeah, that's, like, those are his two Those were his two teams. So these are the odds for who is going to sign Shohei Otani. Now, these were a lot further apart a little bit earlier. The Cubs have become bigger and bigger that's and crazy. bigger players here. The Dodgers are now plus 110. The Cubs are plus 350. That's pretty close. I, I really do think the Cubs have become big players here. The Giants plus 650, Yankees plus 800, Mets plus 800. I'll say all the top. I think this is 10. I'll say the top 10 because I think it's interesting. The Rangers okay. are at plus 900. The Red Sox at plus 1,000. The Mariners at plus 1,200. Yeah. Angels to keep Shohei are plus 1,600. No, that's out, of the, the that's out of the question. The Phillies are plus 1,800. 
I mean, and then who knows? Like, someone in the middle might just make a huge play. It's Where were the Braves on there, by the way? Not on there. Not even on there. And we were just talking about it. They're not even on the top 10. And we were just talking about it before the show that we think they are a sneaky, sneaky. almost perfect landing spot. Sneaky fit. Sneaky fit. Yeah, sneaky. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our rumor mill roundup. <laughs> Roundup? That Roundup. wraps up the rumor mill. Rumor mill makes sense. Do you like that me? rounds up the rumor mill. I'm just making all Roundup. these hand gestures if you're watching. <laughs> all right, let's move on to my favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani News, where throughout the offseason, what we're going to do is take a particular team and talk about why Shohei Otani could sign with that team and why it might or might not make sense. So let's get started with the defending champs, the Texas Rangers. Why would this be a good landing spot for Shohei Otani? Well, I, I do think there's a there's quite a few reasons okay. that this makes sense if, if you're Shohei Otani. What have we heard over and over and over? He wants to win. Yeah. Well, this seems kind of obvious, right? Yeah. They're the defending champs. They're not really going anywhere. They've got their guys signed up, their middle infield, the, the key cogs of this team are under contract for a long, long time there in Texas. So the defending champs, they're ready to win. They are a winner. Shohei, watch them in the playoffs. Just go on and raise the trophy. That's what he wants, right? Yeah. He wants to win a World Series. So one is the fact that they are the defending champs. You can see, you saw the, the uh, parade 500 to 700,000 fans in attendance is what they said. Yeah, that's a lot of fans. That's insane. So you, you know he sees all of this stuff, and you oh, know yeah. he wants to be a part of a winner. So number one to me is that the Rangers are the defending champs, and obviously that could make sense. Next, they have the money to do it. Can they? They absolutely can. They just paid so many guys. Well, yes, but by what, what okay. I mean by they have the money to do it is that they have an ownership that's willing, willing. to spend Got the it. money. Yep. And that's what they have made very clear. So the current payroll is... The current payroll is projected under the tax threshold, actually, which okay. not every team can say that right now. So they do have money that they could spend, but this is also a team and an ownership that I don't think is going to be pissed off or, or unwilling to go over that tax threshold. So I do think they could do it. I absolutely think they can afford it, and I think they have an ownership group or an, an owner that is absolutely willing to go out and get Shohei Otani. Next for me, Alex, the mm -hmm. third reason why they could sign Shohei Otani is because it makes sense in the short term and the long term. Explain. Well, short term's kind of obvious, right? They have World Series champions. You have, you have a team that has a great lineup right now. Here's the potential lineup. If you're watching, look at this insane lineup. Yep. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Shohei Otani, Adolis Garcia, Evan Carter, Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, Josh Young, Leody Tavares. Well, that's all the short term you need. That's a that's a World Series winning lineup. You, yeah, you yeah. can't look at that lineup and say, well, short term for the Rangers ain't looking good. No, yeah. are you kidding me? That's insane. Long term, it also makes sense. Some guys in this lineup signed up. Really, Corey Seager is going to be there for a long time. Evan Carter, super young and exciting. But other than that, this rotation that next year has Max Scherzer, well, he has one more year. Mm -hmm. And then who's to say what's going to happen with Max Scherzer? Well, Shohei is not going to pitch next year. But the yeah. year after that, 
Guess who need. needs another pitcher? The Texas Rangers. Yeah. And he will be the perfect fit into that rotation. So there's just a lot of reasons. I think this makes a ton of sense. The short-term lineup, the long-term rotation. Again, next year, you'll have Max Scherzer, but there's question marks of, of when a return might be with Jacob deGrom, if we'll see him on the mound. Well, guess what? Long-term. Imagine a rotation with Jacob deGrom and Shohei Otani, one and two in the starting rotation, with a good lineup that has Corey Seager in there, that has Shohei in there, that has Evan Carter in there. I love Evan Carter. That kid's going to be an absolute stud. He's 21 years old, doing historic things in the playoffs. So the Rangers are set up for the here and now to win. Obviously, we just saw him do it. And next year, they're going to be there as well. But if you go and sign Shohei Otani, it also makes a ton of sense for the long term as well, Alex. So is there any reason you don't see Otani being a fit here? Um, well, it's Texas. Yeah. I I don't like yeah. it. My 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 heart of hearts doesn't see Shohei in Texas. Yeah. But for the team, the roster, everything there, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. And then there's the the aspect of what you know, you are they are losing some pieces. Jordan Montgomery's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. So they're going to need pitching. I know he's not pitching next year, mm -hmm. but again, Two That's years from long now, term. the next season, yeah, yeah. he's there in a rotation with potentially DeGrom and Ivaldi, and just ready to, to dominate. So long-term, it makes sense. Short-term, it makes sense. There are some, obviously, geographical location. I don't think his... I, I don't Desired. know this for Might a not, fact. Yeah. But I, I don't think in his heart of hearts, Shohei is thinking, yes, Texas! That's where I want to be. But I do think he's prioritizing winning over geographical location as much has come out this offseason if you want to win well the texas rangers are ready to win what would you grade this landing spot the possibility of this landing spot so if i were to grade this landing spot for shohei there's so many reasons to give this an a yeah but i'm gonna give it a b plus okay. because of the location i i just yeah. I, I personally don't see shohei ending up I don't see Texas being the answer and where he ends up. But, again, this is why it's a B-plus, because everything else makes sense. Yeah. The team, the lineup, the roster, the way that the starting rotation is set up. This year to next year. Exactly. Yeah. This year to next year. The way that's all set up, mm -hmm. it's it's. It's meant for Shohei. Yeah. Come in, you get this lineup next year, this lineup that just won a World Series without Shohei Otani. You get to plug him right in there. Mm -hmm. A guy that hit 300 with an OPS over 1,000 and a war of 10 last year. You get to just plug that into your lineup. And then the year following, when you lose Max Scherzer, you add Shohei Otani, the perfect fit. It makes a ton of sense. That's an A-plus fit. But overall, I will give the Texas Rangers a B-plus as the best fit for Shohei Otani. I'm excited to go through these each week, and, and we're going to pick one of the top teams every week that Shohei Otani is, is rumored, or there's the conversation, and, and there's a thought of where he could land. So this is going to be fun. Also, like, when he's actually going to land in a spot. He could sign tomorrow, could. and then this nobody segment knows. will not... This and then, nobody will, knows. then we won't do yeah. it next week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We will see. Shohei Otani watch is what we're on but during this the offseason. And Otani News will be back next week with another team and why that makes sense for Shohei Otani to potentially sign next.
All right, let's wrap up the show with some fan questions. It's been a while since we've done that, so we're excited to talk to you guys again. Make sure to tweet those in every single week because we're going to put them on the show at the end of every show. So let's get started with our first fan question. This one comes from Hugo. If the Mariners miss the playoffs again next season, should that be the end of the Jerry DePoto era, or should they just keep paying him big bucks to not make the playoffs? So burn, baby, burn. The, the Mariners are, are an interesting team and organization to me because it almost feels like they're getting held back a bit by ownership and willingness to spend. I think the team's ready. Yeah. Right now. You have a dominant rotation, one of the best rotations in baseball. You have Julio Rodriguez, who's an absolute superstar. But it constantly is feeling like they're making moves, just not the big move to get him over. The, I, I think it's obvious. You need, a, you need a big offensive bat. Yeah. What are they going to do? Who are they going to? Well, it just constantly feels like they're not making it. So I almost feel like Jerry Depoto's in a position where Jerry DePoto makes more trades than people with, like, Pokemon cards in elementary school. He's constantly what? making a million trades, and I almost feel like the reason for it is because he knows he doesn't have the 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 money and the, the pockets from the owner to make a move, so he's just trying to do whatever he can to make all these trades and get new pieces and add offense here and there. So I don't know if I'm ready to place a lot of this blame on Jerry DePoto. Mm -mm. I don't. I, I think the team very clearly needs a big bat, and I don't think it's DePoto saying, yeah, we're not going to get it, we don't need it. I, I think it's an unwillingness to spend that extra money and to really go do what I think they need to do, which is add a big bat. So I don't know. I mean, it, it almost, we heard very early on, the Mariners are not huge players in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. Well, why? Why not? That feels like a great fit. It does. Well, they're not willing to spend that money. And that's been the theme, is an unwillingness to spend the amount of money. They have spent. They've done it in the past, and it didn't work. But, but right now, it feels different. You have a team that's built around one of the best rotations, one through five in all of baseball, mm -hmm. and you have a superstar that plays center field that's young and about to enter his prime and only going to get better this team's ready. Go spend the money, yeah. add some offensive pieces yeah. around J-Rod, and go win. But they just they, they always come up just short. I felt like last offseason, they were ready, and it just felt like they, they made moves. They, did they got Teoscar Hernandez, who didn't have a, a great year, but again, it was, a, it was a big pickup for them. It feels like they're making moves, but not the move that's needed to be made. And is that Jerry DePoto's fault? I... I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's probably ownership saying, hey, we need to stay under this amount of money. All right, let's move on to the next question. This one comes from Z Money. What are the Cards' plans with their signings? I do not understand their moves. <sighs> one, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this is the wrong usage of there. T-H-E-I-R would be I corrected here. them when I wrote it. Into <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like, I can't do this. It has to be. I um, two, the same way. good question. So... What are the cards doing? Well, that answer, that answer to me is pretty obvious. They have an offense that I, I, think is, I think is a pretty good offense. Maybe they didn't do as well as they wanted to this year. Um, but I think it can be a good offense next year. The big Achilles heel for them is pitching. Good God, it was a nightmare last year. And we, they, they went into that season thinking and trying to blow smoke up the fans' asses and everybody out there saying, we're going to, we, we're fine. We yeah. like what we, 
No, the rotation was awful. So what they're doing is they set out and they said, we're going to add three different starting pitchers. Well, they, did, they that. did that. Yeah. Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson. So what are the Cardinals doing? They're completely revamping their rotation that now has Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and Steven Matt. Not elite, not bad. That's what I'd it's say. It's competitive. It is a competitive. It's I, extremely I love Sonny Gray. Yeah. Competitive rotation. Again, yeah. not great, but fine. Yeah. Which is way better than it's what good. they had last year. Yeah. It's an old rotation. It really is. But what are they doing? They're addressing a dire need, and that's starting pitching. <laughs> it's like when you say it's an old rotation, you just look at me like, yeah, average. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like the most average rotation of all. That is an I, average rotation. I, yep. That's what, that's what the fans are feeling. Okay. All right, Good let's question. move on to our next fan question. This one comes from high, my to high. I don't know. I, I didn't know how to like M I to H I. I didn't know how to interpret that. Okay. Anywho. I, I I think just looking at it, that's Michigan, Michigan to, to Hawaii. Hawaii. I know, but like I also <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be okay. That's fine. it. That that's is fine. it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Do you think the Tigers need big free agent acquisitions this offseason or keep getting these small pieces in hopes that the young kids in AAA can produce if and when they get called up? Let's step back in time to almost two decades ago at this point when the Detroit Tigers were the worst team in baseball. I mean awful. And at the time, the Florida Marlins won the World Series. Okay? So what did the Detroit Tigers do? They went out as one of the worst teams in baseball history and signed one of the best catchers in baseball history and turned everything around with that big signing. They went out and got Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez. So, yes, they had, you, you know, it was the same sort of thing it felt like. Well, we have these draft picks, and that's right around the time they drafted my brother, and, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, things could... Well, they went out and signed the biggest free agent they possibly could, and then other people wanted to sign there. Yeah. People wanted to play in Detroit because Pudge wanted to play in Detroit. And it just feels like right now, this feels like a, a Yankee sort of situation. Mr. I, Mike Illich, would have made these moves to bring uh, and to make it an exciting place to play baseball. Now, Chris Illich feels like he's going the other route where it's okay, we're going to have all of our young guys come up, and if they can perform, then we'll reward the roster with some bigger and better players. I, I think that's backwards. You have to make it a place to want to play. You have to make it a city that people say that place is committed. And right now, the cold hard truth is players aren't looking at Chris Illich and saying that's the guy that is committed to Detroit Tigers baseball. No, that was Mr. I. He was committed to the Detroit Tigers above all else, and I think players could feel that. And right now, the Tigers aren't doing that, and I think that's what's missed. And I can sit here and talk about how the future is bright and they do have these players Torkelson and Green and Casey Mize and all of these and Tarek Skubal and the young, exciting pitching rotation. Great. But now is the time to add big star players. And they're just not doing that. I think they're just they're they're making the one less than move, if that makes sense. Last year or two years ago, whatever it was, the big guy was Carlos Correa and the Tigers were rumored. They went out and got Javi Baez. How'd that work out? Awful. It just feels like they need to go get some guys to make it an exciting place to play. 
uh, pay, place to play, and you might have to overpay to do it. Because mm -hmm. right now, nobody's wanting to go to Detroit. You have to make it a place that's wanted. The future is bright. Bring players in. Get those fans back in the stands. It's one of the best atmospheres in baseball. Detroit, when, the, when Comerica Park is full, I love it. It means so much to me. That's what I want. Make it happen. Go get some pieces. I don't think it's going to happen this offseason. I think we're going to have another offseason of the Kenta Maeda-type signings, and uh, we'll see what happens. I can feel the frustration yeah. just exuding from your body. Yeah. I know. Okay, we got one more fan question here from Evan. What's your most chaotic timeline prediction? Ooh. All right, so timeline prediction. Explain like what, this, please, because I had to already ask Ben. Like, I if, think some, it, if someone didn't understand what this question was. I think it's just what, what sends social media into an absolute frenzy this offseason. Give me, you know, there always seems to be one thing yes. that's done. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. How did, what in the world just happened? So I think this one's fairly easy to at least get the base. Yeah. I think it's going to involve Shohei. Yeah, 100%. Because he's the biggest free agent, arguably, in the history of sports. Yep. So whatever happens with him is going to be the the most the chaotic. chaotic timeline thing that could possibly happen. I'll give you a prediction. Okay. I think a lot of the world, and it would still send the world into a frenzy, is Shohei to the Dodgers. I'll give you the most chaotic timeline prediction for this offseason. Shohei Otani to the Chicago Cubs for 10 years, half a billion dollars. Chaos. Chaos. I still think it's going to be Shohei Otani to the Dodgers, and it's still going to be people pissed. The I, Dodgers have been setting up for this for a year. Like last offseason, when they were just kind of yeah, offloading contracts, not signing any huge, big absolutely. names. We talked about it then. I, it, I think it's, it's going to be the Dodgers, and it's going to be chaos when it happens. It is the fit that uh, – it's, it's the fit that the shoe fits. It fits, fits in my heart. It, it fits on paper. It fits for the league. It fits for the team. Okay, <laughs> that does it. But it would be chaos. Show me the Cubs. It's it, becoming is, it, more, it is going to be chaos. Those odds are getting better and better for the Chicago Cubs. They are big-time players here. But we will be on top of all the trade rumors and free agent rumors this offseason uh, with every show we do on Mondays. Also, we have Jason Benetti coming on the show, the new play-by-play -play guy for the Detroit Tigers, uh, former Chicago White Sox. Now he's with the Detroit Tigers. We'll talk all about that. That's coming out on Thursday of this week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but we will be back next week as well with all the rumors and everything. It's going to be a fun offseason, Alex. Yes, it we is. We've got a lot to discuss, and we will keep doing that right here. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify. You can also watch everything now on Spotify, which is awesome. You can also watch everything on YouTube. We're on all social media at Flippin' Bats Pod there. But for today's episode, that does it, my friends. Until next time. Thank you.